Hello and welcome to Conversations at the Well. I'm Kim Pino and my daughter Caroline Pino is here. I'm in Dallas. She's in Austin. How you doing? We're doing a little Zoom call podcast recording this week and probably for the next coming weeks until our paths converge again. That's right. So how are you this morning? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. How are things in Austin? Is it kind of, what's the weather like? Right now I'm looking out the window. It's pretty gloomy, but I do have a pretty nice view to look out of campus and the tower. I went for a walk this morning, just got in some housekeeping things to do Mm -hmm. this morning and had a little meeting with my um, other boss who I'm working for. Well, I've, I have on makeup right now. That's a good start to my day for those of you who want to check in and watch us, Caroline, at the end of this, I'll tell you how you can actually see us. But for those listening, um, today, the last two of my four adult kids went back to their college campuses. So it's awfully quiet here in my little townhouse in Dallas. And I thought I was kind of ready for everybody to go. We've been together here for a couple of months. This was a long winter Christmas break because of COVID from the universities. But I have to tell you, I'm a little lonely sitting here Aww. this morning. So it's nice to see your face. That's one of the nice things about COVID, I think, is that it's made Zoom possible and now the world knows how to Zoom. Um, and so I get to see your face. So we're just going to talk today as ladies would have talked in the ancient world when they went around the well and where it's still the custom in some underdeveloped countries of the world. This is still what happens. They just have to go and they have to get their water from the source. And as they meet, they talk and they share life's experience. And that's really the main goal of this podcast is for us to talk about our experiences and to bring God's truth into everyday life. So what's been going on in your world, Caroline? Um, well, moving back to school, there's been a lot of catching up with people and friends and hearing about people's breaks and just getting reacclimated to Austin and allergies and everything that goes on when starting a new semester had first day of school and it was really good honestly one of my classes was supposed to be in person but it got moved to zoom but my professor seems very determined to get back in person so it was it was a little funny there was a father-son duo who's teaching my class which is actually kind of cool made me think of you and I and just the teaching that one day we'll be able to maybe do not in the academic setting I don't think but who knows um, but it was it was cool to see. I think the thing that's been the most heavy in the last week has just been a lot of grief. I had a friend whose grandfather passed away, and um, another friend whose grandfather passed away as well. And so, just dealing with a lot of grief on that end, and not knowing how to help or cope, or I don't know, offer any advice, just because there's little that you can do whenever the heart's hurting like that. And so I've been listening to that song that we gave as the opener today and just listening for the Lord's voice and all this, I think. 
Well, first I want to say something about what you just said about your friends who are experiencing loss and grief and grief. And, you know, I think we do, I think we feel, especially as believers in Christ, that we're supposed to have some magic words that speak comfort to people. And yeah. I mean, we can give them the the platitudes of God is with you and he's near you and he has a purpose in this. But I know from experience, when you're going through tough times, you don't want people to say that to you because you know what? You don't, you don't always feel like it's the purpose. You don't know the purpose. You know, your purpose was loving that person and having them there. And now it is God's purpose that they're gone. It's his timing. But I'm reminded of Job. <laughs> and um, I, when, I literally when God, talked about Job with my friend yesterday, last night. I We were yeah. speaking about Job, reminded of of everything that he was going through. That's funny that you brought that up. But the, but the point that I want to bring in about the story of, of Job is not what Job learned through his time in his suffering, but that when, when Job lost everything because the Lord allowed, it was his will that Satan take those things from him because God was not teaching Job a lesson, although Job did learn a lesson. Um, but but God's aim was to vindicate vindicate himself against the accusations of Satan that if he took everything away from Job, he wouldn't be faithful. The only reason he was faithful is because God gave him all of these blessings. And God knew the faith of Job. And so he said, well, you know what? Have you ever considered my servant Job? And so God allows Satan to come in and take Job's children, took all of his wealth, took his health. And Job was in great despair and in grief. And he didn't take his wife, um, but she was certainly not with the right attitude to be able to be any kind of comfort to her husband. And I don't blame her. If I was Mrs. Job, I would have been in a whirlwind of confusion and grief myself. And Job has three friends who come to comfort him. And I think it's for the first seven days, they simply just sit beside him. They don't say a thing. Yeah. And then they speak. Hmm. And that all the wrong things in trying to get him out of his grief and understand why God was doing this. They put God in this formula and this box. And all they did was add to the grief of Job. So listen, I really believe that as believers, especially our presence speaks volume over our words sometimes. Yeah. When our friends are in grief, sometimes, you know what, listen, if you don't have anything to say, then don't say anything. Show up and shut up sometimes is the best way to deal with people in grief because what they need is to just know that you're there Yeah. because you get to be that physical, tangible arms of Jesus who literally enfold them, but just let them know they're not alone in this. You know, if they're crying and you feel like crying, cry with them. You know, um, and, and if the Holy Spirit leads something to you to say, then by all means say it. I'm not saying you should never, but I, I think we feel the pressure that somehow our words are going to comfort them. Oh, our words are probably going to do little at that point to really help at all. It's just being there for them and sometimes just taking care of the physical needs that need to be done so they don't have to deal with that. You know, when I had that realization many, many years ago from Job, I thought, hmm, that, that's a word of how really we can comfort people and that's just with our presence we don't have to always have the words yeah yeah so i have had a, a fun two days 
um, yesterday, I've started to to lead two Bible studies, same Bible study, two different groups um, of ladies, one an in-person group here in Dallas and the other that's on vir- that's virtual. And last night was the virtual meeting and it was so fun. I had ladies that I haven't seen in a long time, some really good friends of mine who we just drifted away and that happens, you know, over time. But I was struck by the fact that at the last minute, I, I offered this invitation to these people that really I believe the Lord just gave, put into my, um, you know, into my conscious again, into my awareness again. And um, how immediately they were like, yes, I'm there. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I want to join. And then last night, as I just kind of had everybody introduce themselves, because I was the common link between all these ladies, um, I said, you know, what brought you here? And many times they talked about the fact that they're just, they're lonely. Yes. COVID has disconnected them. Most of these ladies work, um, they work full time. Um, a lot of them are single for various reasons, um, widowhood or divorce, or just they've never, you know, they've never married. And so they're, they, they're literally isolated and their churches are not meeting. And so, um, they were talking about how they just really needed this community. And so I think that that, it was very sweet um, and sweet to see God's purpose in it. And he's just reinforcing what he wants to teach me so much in, in this season of my life, which is just be obedient. If I feel yes. the nudge of the Holy Spirit, he opens the door, just walk through. I really don't and won't have it all figured out. My job is just to be obedient. So I'm... I'm, I was so pleased. It was such a sweet experience for me, but I feel that the Lord is stepping in and using me to kind of fill in the gap, that bridge um, of reconnecting people. So I'm really excited about what um, he's going to be doing. And then we have our little mentor group tonight. We're going to be all virtual again. So it's a virtual, it's been a virtual week for me, but, and I used to think that virtual was so impersonal. And that's another thing that COVID has, you know, taught me is that while technology, certainly if we look at the statistics of what technology is doing, it's one of the things that I believe Satan is using to isolate us. But God in COVID is really showing his people, the church, how we can use it to even overcome that, really to connect people. Because even if I can't, you know, and I'm not saying it should be a substitute, um, for physical, actually being in contact with people. But if you can't, and it's the only way that you can connect, seeing that face on the screen was so nice last night, um, uh, for those ladies. And one of them I texted afterwards and I haven't seen her literally in years. And she was such an integral part of our family. Uh, it was, Caroline knows who I'm talking about. She had a son who basically was my fifth kid um, during his growing up. And I texted her afterwards and I said, oh, what a beautiful thing to reconnect with you. Let's purpose, be intentional. That's my word for 2021. <laughs> Let's be intentional that we're not gonna drift apart like we did before. And she texted back immediately. I, yes, I am in total agreement with that. So, you know, I, I think this idea that keeps resonating to me is how many people are so lonely, so isolated. The amount of conversations that I've had with, exactly like you said, in the last week, I was able to reconnect with just a couple of friends that I haven't seen in years. And just to hear them talk about the loneliness in the I don't know, just this whole idea of kind of just being in a wilderness type of a yeah 
type of a feeling. And I've felt that. And some of my close friends who I'm in community and faithful community with and other friends who I haven't talked to in years. And there's a common theme in in all of the believers and, and non-believers also that I know and have come into contact with of just this wandering loneliness. And I think it's so incredible that the word that both of us have been given for this next year is intentionality because intentionality and loneliness have no place in the same room. And if we're purposeful and intentional in our lives and the people around us, it's a phrase that my pastor at my church here in Austin always says is you got to fight for community. You Uh got to be intentional with community. It's not just going to show up at your doorstep. Sometimes it will. Sometimes like it did for this person who you're mentioning, that person will just randomly get a glimpse from God and text you and give you literally the zoom link to be able to do that. But other times it's not going to happen. And so where does that leave us? You know, that's, you know, clinging to God, which is a good thing, but also this just lack of community. Yeah. But, you know, I think that even, even as you were talking and you were saying that God can just bring people to your doorstep, the way that he just had me text these people, that's true, but there would have been no way for us to have connected had I not been purposeful in saying, I feel like the Lord is leading me to do this Bible study in two different forms. And so I'm going to do this virtual one. There was intention in that and not my bright idea. It was the Lord's bright idea because he had already gone before. He knew the hearts of each one of these women. He knew what they were desiring. I didn't. And so with that intentionality and that purpose of just doing what, what is it that the Lord is leading you to do? Um, and I think so many times, you know, I was thinking about that th- this morning and we've been in our, in my, the mentoring group that I have, we've been looking and reading through the book of Genesis and I'm having these young ladies just read the chapters, kind of the group of chapters that we've assigned for the week and read the scripture, read any commentaries that they have and just journal. What, what is God teaching you? Um, and then we meet and we discuss what God has revealed to us and, and have had some really sweet conversations. And so I, I was noticing this week, I'm going to get out my little journal here because I've written it down that if we, this idea of wilderness, um, and there's so many elements to it that God has been showing me, especially in Genesis through Hagar's story, Mm. Hagar was the, that made the servant of Sarah, who was the wife of Abraham. And Abraham promised God that he was going to make a covenant with him and he would fill the earth with his descendants and that he was going to give him a son. But both Abraham and Sarah were pretty old when that promise of God was made. And so they doubted. And Sarah, after waiting a few years after God gave his promise, said, well, okay, I think it's probably me who... I need to help God out. 
mm, that, that'll be another conversation. <laughs> this is I another think, conversation. Yeah, it's another conversation. But I need to help God out. So she did what was traditional in their culture at the time for people who, women who were barren. And she took a servant and said, here, have a child with my servant and that child will be mine, will become as, as mine. And so Abraham does what his wife says, as most husbands do. It's better not to argue, you know, make her happy. Um, and they have Hagar and Abraham have a son, Ishmael. And there's twice, two times in, in the book of Genesis, that because of Ishmael and the conflict in Sarah's heart and in Hagar's heart, because now we've got two women who have you know, who basically want the same thing for their child. One wants the son, the other has the son, and there becomes this competition. Another theme we're going to see as we continue to read in Genesis between women. Um, uh, and so twice, Hagar is basically exiled from the family and the community. And she finds herself literally in the desert, in the wilderness outside of, of the, the, the family camp where they had been. And the first time that she's there, she's crying and she's crying out to the Lord and he shows up and he tells her in that first time, I am El Shaddai, I am the God who sees. Mm. And then in the second time that she goes back and, and after Sarah actually has her own child, Isaac, the God of promise, Ishmael is taunting, kind of mocking his younger brother, Isaac, one day. And Sarah sees it. She's angry. And so she sends uh, Hagar and Ishmael out into the wilderness again. And in that time, they're out there a long time. And, and Hagar worries that they don't have any water and that Ishmael is going to die. And so she, she flees. She doesn't want to see her son die. I get that as a mom. It would be very hard for me to just sit there. And God shows up and he says, no, I, I hear the boy. And in fact, Ishmael means God hears. That's what that name means. And so both times that Hagar is in the wilderness, God shows up and he tells her, first of all, I hear you. I see you. And second of all, I hear you. And I think so many times, and we know that that's true. God never leaves us alone. He, he either allows us, he takes us to the wilderness or allows us to be in a wilderness that's created by our circumstances, whichever way it, it happens. We're never there by ourselves, but we are so self-centered because of the hurt and the suffering and the oppression. We focus in and we forget to focus up and focus out and look and see where God is. He, he hasn't left us. He's always there. He sees you. He hears you. Are you looking for him? Are yeah. you listening for him? And this world, this culture says, go find solace in everything that you see around you. It doesn't say find solace in the one who created you. Yeah. Um, and that's the only way we're ever going to find peace is if we look to him. I've read Genesis a lot of times and I know the Hagar story and I've never had seen that. And you know, one other thing too that I thought was interesting is that in both of those stories, um, and we'll put a link in our show notes to both of those passages in, in scripture. Yeah. So if you haven't read them, you can go back and read the actual word of God, which I would always want you to do. If we're if we're referencing scripture, don't just take our um, you know paraphrase of it. Please go back in and look at the word because I think God will. I, I know God can speak to you live and fresh. His word is the living word. And so there may be something else that he wants to give just especially to you 
uh, in that moment to read it. But in both of those um, instances, God reveals to her, to Hagar, that there was an actual physical well right there by her. Because both times she's she's crying because she's been thrown out of the community that gave her the provision. I mean, the, the physical needs, water, food, those things that she had. And in both times, God opens his eyes, her eyes, and points her to the fact that there's a well right there. She just couldn't see it. And oh my goodness, yes, this is conversations at the well. And I was like, Lord, you're so good because we have with us the living water, Jesus, all the time. He's always just right there. If we're hungry, if we're thirsty, if we're in grief, if we're we loneliness and if we're in the wilderness and we think we're going to die, we're just so depleted. All we have to do is realize that the living water is right there. We just have been so inter introverted that we haven't seen him to know that he's there. Isn't that beautiful? How special, how special is it that we're not looking for these analogies in the Bible? You know what I mean? We're not yeah, we're looking we're not for the well. here saying, ah, we need to read about every single instance there is about a well in the Bible. But how special and intentional that God had purposed you and then me being a part of this group that you've started to read this and honestly have have my eyes opened and a hunger to be in the word and portions of that is because I now have friends in community who that is that is a purpose of theirs as well so I have people around me who are purposing to spend time in the word and to really not have this plan for trying to read anything specific I'm not trying to go through and read the Bible in a year. Not that that's a bad thing, but that's just not what I'm trying to do. I'm not going through trying to find specific instances. You just had it laid on your heart. Let's read Genesis. And oh boy, have I read Genesis a lot of times. I went to a private Christian school where we read the Bible over and over again, it seemed like. I've been reading the Bible since I was a child. And reading Genesis since I was a child. And never before have I my eyes been opened like they are now in reading this and having a hunger. I've always prayed to have a deep desire and a hunger to read the word of the Lord and to understand and to really take in how much it is food and sustenance that is fulfilling my soul. Right. And it's very intentional. I can very much see right in front of me the Lord's hands in in this and in giving us this conversation and this story for this week, which is the first of our real conversations. Yeah. So I I just kind of want to wrap up our, our conversation today by saying if you feel like you're in a wilderness. It's okay. First of all, it's okay. You're not alone. And what you need to do is you need to get in the word and you need to find a community. And if you say, I don't know where to look, that's okay. Ask God. He knows where. And if you're in that wilderness, there's a second thing that just came to me too. And that is look around because you know what? There's other people in that wilderness too. Maybe you just haven't noticed them. And I, I have been really in a wilderness 
the last three years of transition um, from my profession to something different and not knowing what that has been has put me in my my own wilderness yeah yeah then the lord has been good in taking caroline and i it kind of into a wilderness period our wildernesses are different They're, the circumstances are different but the feelings that it has created in us are the same it's led both of us to each other it's led it's deeper a deeper connection to each other but because we were both searching for god and I have a dear, dear friend, and I hope that soon she's going to join us for a conversation um, to be a part of the conversation at the well. And God's had her in the wilderness at the same time, her uh, different, totally different wilderness experience. And I hope she'll share some of that when she comes on um, to join us at the well. But it's been a real great thing for us to walk. And that's my printer over here. So just tune that out. Um <laughs> It's been a real comfort to walk in our separate wildernesses together because there's some, there's a lot of things that in the different circumstances, God wanted us to know the same truth about him. Amen. Um, and we were able to encourage each other that what he, that as much as we wanted this wilderness to be done, like, God, I want to be on the other side. I want you to fix the problem. I want you to give me, I want you to now, cause we live in such an instant gratification world where that's what we focus on. And just when one of us was at the, Oh, I don't want to wait. He would give the other one the patience and that encouragement that it's worth it. Cause look what I'm still waiting and look at what is God, God has shown me, look how he's meeting me. And so um, I would encourage you if you're in the wilderness, stop looking in and look out. There's other people in the wilderness too, other believers, as well as other people who are just lost. One of the things I'm taking, um, and I don't want to get off to, on too much of a tangent, but this was interesting. I'm taking some master's classes. Um, that's been one of the things that has just been a personal goal of mine to get a master's degree. And then when I um, retired from my job, I felt that the Lord wanted me to get a master's in ministry leadership. So one of the courses that I'm taking, it's about evangelism, but one of the things that I was reading just in my coursework was this word, the lost, you know, the lost. And so if you're a Christian and you've been in the Christian world, you know that that can mean somebody who is unsaved. But if you look at the actual what does that word mean? I believe it's in the Hebrew is what this was saying. It means destroyed. Mm. And so, you know, those who are lost in the way that we talk about that theologically and that they don't know Jesus, they are headed in a path of destruction. So you're going to find in the wilderness, a lot of lost people whose lives have been destroyed, whose souls are destroyed, who have not, who are they're walking in death is what they're walking in, searching for all kinds of things that they're never going to find life in. But then you're going to find a lot of other believers who aren't lost in terms of their salvation, but they're on the wrong path. <laughs> and so they've lost their way. So I would say if you're in a wilderness, look out because look outside of yourself and find the other sojourners, those that are on this temporary journey in this wilderness. and go over and introduce yourself or connect yourself with them. You may not have the answer. And I'm not saying it's your answer to go share them, but there's solace as we just talked about with Job, 
just go and say, hey, I'm here. You're not alone and you're not crazy. And this happens to a lot of people. And let's walk together because when you can't hear God, maybe he's giving me a message for you. When you can't see him, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm here to tell you, look, he's right there. There's encouragement in that. So don't, you don't have to be by yourself, even if you're in the wilderness, but you've got to look out and then you've got to look up. That's the key point, And that's really what I, I hope you grab onto. So I think we will end our podcast here with a little spiel about telling you how you can connect with us more. We have a website of all of our content that is going up, our um, podcast, and then our video link to our podcast, which will be two places for you to find it. So we have a YouTube channel that you can find this linked. It will be the video Zoom recording of our podcast. We also will be posting this to the Instagram TV section of our Instagram. So that's Well Women's Ministry. That's the handle of our Instagram. And all of this will be down below. We also have a blog called Words from the Well. And in this blog, our most recent post just shows one of our ministry partners, the rector of the well in Cuba, um, Delfina, and she has written what the Lord has put on her heart this week. And so that is our most recent post. We have lots of amazing ministry partners who have written for us and mom has written. And we would love if you have the talents and you have the desire that the Lord has put on your heart to write something or send it in, please get in contact with us. This is not a ministry that thrives only on those who are in the know. We want you to be an integral part of this ministry. And if the Lord has put that desire on your heart for you to follow that path and be empowered by this ministry to express the talents that you might not have expressed before. So we'll have all of our handles, links, all that good stuff in the show notes. And we hope you have a wonderful week. Thanks for joining us at Conversations at the Well. Holy Lord.